0: I've got the victory living inside of me. I got the greater one. I can't overcome. This ain't no time to turn back. No place to cross back. I gotta keep resting on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where our spirit gets fed, where our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Religion doesn't teach you how to be an overcomer. Religion teaches you how to be a beggar. And that's not what the Word of God, that's not what God uh, tells us to be. It's not what he tells us. He's made us to be. Faith makes you an overcomer. You, you see things differently. You talk differently. You act differently. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Remember the scripture said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And so uh, the spirit of victory is uh, the can't be overcome, can't be defeated attitude and spirit. And you know, until you have just quit and given up, you're not defeated. Right? Right? You're not defeated. Uh, This is a little different than we normally do it, but, but look over in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Let your eyes rest on this because the spirit of faith is described in this passage. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, and the uh, 13th verse 13 says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak. Uh, Faith is not knowledge. It's not knowledge. Faith is not of the head. Faith is not of the intellect. Faith is of the heart. Did you notice the term "spirit of faith," not knowledge of faith? The spirit of faith. And in verse eight, uh, eight and nine, it describes this unconquerable spirit of faith. He said, "We're troubled on every side." What's the What's the next phrase? yet not distressed, right? We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And that's how faith always responds. Well, we've been attacked. Yeah, but (laughs) we're not defeated. Yeah, we've got, got some problems here to deal with. Yeah, but we got the answer in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we got victory in him. And yeah, we got a bunch of bills that came in. But God has never failed us. Mm-hmm. And he never, come on, can you see? Yes. That's the spirit of faith. You don't have to know. And most of the time you won't know most of the ramifications, most of the details and the how-to and all the response. You don't have to know that to have faith. Our response Should be a faith response, no matter what. Now, unbelief is on the other side of the word but. Right? They'll say, you know, the word says, and I go, yeah, but (laughs) I feel so bad and I look this. The Lord said He'd meet our needs. I know He said that, but can you see? They're on the wrong side of the word but. No. You and I are on the right side. Amen. We're on the winning side. Yes. We're on the overcoming side. And you always, what does that mean? You're not going to accept the bad report as the end of the story. Hmm? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, this has happened, and it's terrible, and we don't know what we're going to do. You will never let it stay there. Huh? Okay, I heard you. But. <laughs> We're coming out of this. Yes. The Lord's showing us what to do. Right? We're overcome. You always uh, refuse to just accept bad news and that's the end of it. Well, you, we, we need all this money and, and where we'll ever get it. God knows where we'll get it. He'll come by it honestly. Amen. Right? Yeah. He can do it. It's easy for him. Somebody say it's easy for him. It's yeah. easy for him. And so the spirit of faith is this un conquerable spirit. This spirit that just won't quit, that won't give up, that won't accept defeat, that won't accept you know, the bad report is the end of it. And that doesn't mean you have to try to preach or correct anybody that will give you the bad report, especially professionals. If you go to them for help and they give you a bad report and they paint the worst case scenario, you got to remember a lot of folks in these different professions, they deal with these problems all the time, and they've seen the worst sometimes of humanity and of the situation, and you got to watch, that will slant you, because if you've seen the worst the last 300 times, what do you expect to see 301? Same thing. You're geared that way. And so... Don't just try to correct everybody, but they should see in your eyes that even though they gave you the worst report they've ever given, you didn't just quit. You didn't just give up. You said, okay, thank you for your time and smile, and then you go out to the car and you go, but, (laughs) but greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, but nothing's too hard for God. But nothing's too difficult for him. But all things are possible to him that believes and I believe. And you, you say that when you don't have a clue about how you could actually come out of it. This is, this is the faith response. Always give a faith response. Do you remember in John, in fact, just uh, we, we can look at it if you want to, the, uh, the sixth chapter. In John, in verse 5 of chapter 6, John 6, 5, when Jesus lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come to him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Now, if the Lord already knows what he's going to do, why would he ask you a question about where you're going to get food to feed all these people? Did he really expect Philip to go, let's see, let's see, I'm picking up something. <laughs> There's a little boy here has got a lunch. Ooh, and you're going to pray over him. No, nah, no. Nah. Does he expect him? No. Uh-uh. So what's this about proving him? What? What is the Lord wanting to see out of him? He's expecting a faith response. He always expects a faith response. You don't have to know the answer, the how-to, to give a faith response. I like sometimes you'll see in the, in the writings of the prophets, the Lord would show a prophet something and he would say, uh, what do you see and what do you mean? And sometimes the prophets would say, uh, oh Lord, you know <laughs> That's a good response, right? Instead of going, I don't have a clue in the world, I don't know. <laughs> See, that's just negative. Don't, don't talk about what you don't know and don't understand. Uh, you know it's knowable. Uh, you're going to show me, right? You can always respond positively in faith. It's a choice, it's a spirit, spirit of faith instead of the spirit of fear. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, so we don't want to be yielding to that. Oh, no, I don't know what we're going to do. But how did uh, Philip do? He said this to, to prove him. Philip said, 200 pennyworth of bread is not enough that every one of them might take a little. So uh, how is that for a faith answer? Not so good. Not so good. <laughs> He's saying, you know, a thousand dollars worth of Happy Meals wouldn't, wouldn't touch this. You know, it just wouldn't. I don't know. In other words, he is need conscious. Can you see this? But his uh, one of the disciples, Andrew, he is. Uh, he he does a little better. Andrew Simon Peter's brother said to him, "There is a lad here, a little boy. He's got five barley loaves and two small fishes. That's being seed conscious. Can you see that? That's good. But he had to throw this in. But what are they? Among some. Oh man! Back to the bad response. And so it's 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 an education for us how that you can respond well." And then mess it up by throwing a tag on the end, you know. (laughs) And you know, you can do that. You can pray a wonderful prayer of faith and then throw something on the end of it and just just mess it up. Well, we'll see if that'll do any good. I, I sure hope so. No, no. You should have stopped while you were ahead. Stop on the faith part. Stop on the high part. Stop on the positive expectation part. So... Uh, The Lord didn't expect them to know all the details of how this was going to work out. He does always expect a positive faith response, especially after you've walked with the Lord for years, and He's done thousands of things for you, and He's answered prayers for you over and over again, and if something comes up, you know, the enemy... He always, I don't care if it's 10,000 times that God came through for you, 10,001, the enemy will say, it's not going to work this time. Not going on, it ain't going to work this time. And if you're foolish, you'll pick that up and go, I just don't know if it's going to work this time. Repeating what the enemy brought to you. No, what should you say? God has brought us through over and over again. He'll do it again this time. You just watch and see. See, you wouldn't have to have a clue how he's going to do it to make a good, strong faith statement and a faith response. What's the key to that? It's going to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Don't you want to make your father smile? You can do it right now. Now, you don't have to wait one moment later, longer. You don't have to know one more thing, detail of how the miracle will happen right now. You can just say, we're coming out of this. God's taking care of us. You just watch and see. God is a faithful God. He's always helped us and he always will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll show us the answer. He'll connect us with what we need to be connected with. He'll bring to us what we need. You just watch and see. Victory is ours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That makes your father smile, especially when you can't see how it could happen. It pleases your father. And when the father's pleased, you know, one scripture said, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Don't you like that? I mean, he just shuts them down and goes, you quit it. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, hey, <laughs> no, we are, don't even have to deal with that. Go with me, if you would, to the book of Luke. Let's continue in our study of the uh, healing of the ten lepers. We've looked at this for a number of days now. Of course, you wouldn't be wasting your time if you spent six months on it. Uh, and we keep seeing recurring themes with this and the other accounts. In uh, Luke... Uh, 17 and 11. It came to pass as Jesus went uh, to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. As he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. They had to, we read in Leviticus 13, they had to have their clothes ripped and they had to wear something over their face and mouth. They had to yell if somebody got close unclean, unclean. And they couldn't live in town. They couldn't live with their family. They couldn't work their job. And, and they had this awful, uh, the literal Greek word for that means scaly. And so their skin had some kind of infectious disease. Horrible. And they got, without getting too close, they got within shouting distance of Jesus. And they lifted up their voice, which means they yelled. They were they, they were loud so he could hear them, and they said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And that opened the doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was exactly what they should have asked for. And that's us. Every time we need something. Uh, You know, oftentimes I pray this. You know, Lord, uh, whether it's for myself or for other people, especially when it's other people too, there's so many things you don't know about the situation as to how it got that way, why it's that way, what needs to happen. What I always know is God wants them restored. Right? He wants them healed. He wants them delivered. And uh, what I don't know, what they don't know, what I haven't done right, what they haven't done right, can be covered by His mercy. Hallelujah! By His graciousness. And that's what the scripture said, didn't it? That we can come boldly before the throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy and get grace to help in the time of need. The Lord wants us to. I believe it's in Micah where He said, God delights in mercy. He delights. You're not bothering Him when you ask for mercy. Isn't that a good picture? You know, when you come for mercy, he doesn't go, oh, not again. I mean, (laughs) it's been mercy the last 10,000, of course you want more mercy, always needing mercy. No, 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 he actually delights. What does that mean? He's glad that you asked. Come on, can you see that? It pleases him that you asked him because he already wanted to do some things, and you ask, you acknowledging that you need his help, that you can't do it on your own, and you want and ask for mercy, gives him every right to just flow in and fill in the gaps (laughs) of what you don't know. Oh, hallelujah, and get you to where you need to be, where you'd have never got on your own. Uh, So when they asked for mercy, man, they threw the doors open. For the Lord to be able to help them. And immediately. I mean. They had barely got the words out of their mouth. Have mercy on us. Until mercy came flowing to them. In the form. Of a faith command. Jesus said. Go. Show yourselves. To the priests. And it came to pass. That as they went. They were cleansed. Said out loud. "As As they went. As they went. They were cleansed. We talked about that yesterday and the day before. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's let's examine that that closer. One of them. Well, there's ten of them. And so what has happened? The Lord said, go your way and go show yourself to the priest. And the implication is, and offer the sacrifice and, and do the ceremony for the cleansing of the leper. And so the reason they're in the book is they didn't argue with him. They just turned and went. Mm-hmm. Acting like they've got a reason mm-hmm. to go to the priest. Acting like they're healed. Amen. Acting like they're cleansed. And as they went, so I suppose they're out of sight. I don't know. They may be miles down the road. But uh, as they went, they were healed. This is progressive. You know, not everything happens instantaneously. And, um, you know, the case with the nobleman's son. When the Lord told him, go your way, your son lives. Well, he acted on that word. And there were hours and hours before he would get back home. But then when he got back home, and they told him that his uh, his son was was healed and recovered, he inquired of them the time, the hour, when he began to amend. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that phraseology? So that's not instantaneous. And they told him it was X amount of time, it was this hour, and he he realized that's exactly when Jesus said, go your way. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. And when he turned and started acting on what the Lord told him to do, his son, what? Began to amend. Progressive. Anybody remember the scripture, Mark 16, about one of the signs that would follow believers? They'll lay hands on the sick and what? They shall what? Recover. Recovery implies progression. Not instantaneously. So you'll see it uh, both ways and and everything in the middle. There are numerous factors and and variables, but uh, whether it took you a moment or three weeks, (laughs) you're glad, right? That you're free, that you're cleansed. And uh, so as they're going, uh, one of them, he realizes, I'm healed. Glory to God. What a great realization, huh? He realizes, hold on now. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. And so immediately he turns back. And I guess the other nine keep going. He turns back and with a loud voice glorifies God. Uh, The Living Bible says it like this. It says, one of them came back to Jesus shouting, Glory to God. I'm healed. (laughs) Well, he said something. How do you give God glory for your healing? Uh, Verse 16 said, he fell flat on the ground in front of Jesus. This is the living Bible. Face downward in the dust. Thanking him for what he he had done. And this man was. a despised Samaritan, despised by the Jews, not by God. Uh, So Philip says, at the top of his voice, the Amplified says, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. So get the picture. They're on their way. I don't know how long it was, some length of time. He comes to the realization he feels good. And he looks at his arms and says, Oh, glory to God. He's healed. And so, he turns around and maybe runs back. And he finds the master and he's shouting, Glory to God! Glory to God, I'm healed! Glory to God, I'm healed! And, when he, and he's still running towards, when he gets close, he falls down. And he's glorifying God And he's thanking Jesus for ministering to him. Thanking. They they probably didn't realize Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. They they may have thought he's a prophet, anointed of God. Either way, he's glorifying God and fell down in worship thanking Jesus. Now, uh, Jesus' response, his answering is, Weren't there 10 cleansed? How does Jesus know all 10 were cleansed? <laughs> they hadn't returned. Huh? Maybe it was just one out of 10. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no. He got the word, He gave them the word. If they acted on the word, they're healed. Right? And if he never saw them again, as far as he's concerned, Mm -hmm. right, they're healed. So he says, weren't there ten cleansed? Cleansed. There's a lot to say about that. Cleansed. The ceremony in Leviticus 14 was for the cleansing of the leper. And where are the nine? And this is a good question. Why did only one return and give thanks? What we see and, and, and get into here is a big issue, a common problem, of unthankfulness. And it's not just a small thing. It was two things. It was a failure to glorify God, and a failure to give thanks. Both of those were mentioned. That's what the, the one that returned, he glorified God. Well, to glorify God, you have to acknowledge God. You have to remember God. And the thing is, there's a lot of people who want what God can do for them, but they don't really want God. They, they want His help or His benefit in the situation, but they don't want to know His plan for their life. They don't want to submit themselves to His Lordship. There's a lot of people who believe in the miraculous, but they don't believe in God. They don't believe in a personal God. And you'll find you can have a miracle happen right in front of your face. And if you want to, you can attribute it to all kind of things. You can go, well, it was just good luck. Well, it was karma. Whatever that is. <laughs> it, well, it was uh, one of those unexplained mysteries. But see, if you acknowledge God did it, then you just acknowledged you have a creator, right? Amen. And you have a responsibility to the one that created you to find out. And so that's why you'll see a lot of times things happen in people's lives, but then they won't even come back to church. They won't even pray. They, they write it off. They just try to act like, well, it would have happened anyway. no. When God does something for you, you need to acknowledge, yes. it was God. Yes. Come on, y'all with me, class. Yes. It was God who did it. And you want to glorify, you want to give him the glory for, not yourself, not other people, not some cosmic, unknowable something, God, the person of God, and you want to be thankful. Amen. You want to give thanks. Notice also, the man fell down. One translation says, with his face in the dust, he, he fell down. See, you've got to humble yourself to be truly thankful and to express real gratitude and people's pride so many times, they don't want to do that. They were like, thank you for your time. Yeah, appreciate that little tip you gave me and I'll see you. But they are destined to be back in trouble. No, when God does something for you, you vocally, publicly, come on, y'all, with me without hesitation, boldly. Give him the credit, give him the glory, and give him some thanks. Is that right? Yes. Thanking him for the mercy because you know without it, you'd have never found the door to get into the room where the blessing was. <laughs> Is that right? Somebody say, Thank you, Thank, Thank, you, Lord. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful mercy. And our time's up again today. Come back tomorrow. and we, we need to finish this up. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School, free of charge, at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. Our call is at 941 702 7390.